Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. The spiritual life includes its full share of peril. Just because we decide to live from a place of curiosity and openness and wonder, Just because we welcome mystery and are willing to live with don't know. Just because we engage life at the forming edge with courage and conviction, we are not inoculated against calamity. Calamity is the stuff of life in a body. It is not what happens to us that determines our character. What determines our character is what we do with what happens to us. National Geographic photographer James Baylog was on a mission to gather undeniable evidence of the climate crisis compressing years into seconds by using time-lapse technology. His footage of the disappearance of ancient mountains of ice is chronicled in the documentary Chasing Ice. Recently, I met an actress named Wendy. She's a comedian, actually. Funny all the time and very successful. But she had just seen Chasing Ice and suddenly she felt that her work was pointless. Broken-hearted and dispirited, she said, her funny bone was broken. One afternoon, she and her husband went to an art exhibit, wandering through, desperate to feel like herself again. She noticed a gentleman with paraplegia wheeling around the museum. He caught her eye because he was seated in his chair at the height of a standing person, eye to eye with the photographs. She wondered, why aren't all wheelchairs designed that way? She also noticed him because he was very attractive, his upper body sculpted and lithe. And she wondered about his story and felt drawn to speak with him. Though she didn't approach him, she felt somehow uplifted by his presence, by his sheer courage and perseverance at being out and about in the world that in so many ways is not designed for people with disabilities. And then, having taken a seat on a bench, she found herself next to him, and he started a conversation. He recognized her from television. Following the accident, in which he lost the use of his legs, he said. He was in bed for eight months and slipped into a terrible depression. Then someone told him he had to see Wendy's show. He turned it on, and for the first time in eight months, the first time 
in eight months. He laughed. He laughed and laughed. And then he got out of bed. With that, Wendy's inner flame was reignited. The lights came on again, and she was back in business. Her funny bone was healed. She was reminded of her purpose and her joy, the healing of making people laugh. The two are now friends and continue to inspire each other. One way in which this story inspired me was the way in which both she and her new friend paid attention and in effect put themselves in each other's way. How is it that we can choose to put ourselves in the way of remembering our purpose, being uplifted and supported and laughing? Here's a familiar poem, Rumi's The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Rumi suggests that we welcome all the guests who arrive in our lives. Be grateful for whatever comes. I'm interested in the relationship between acceptance and the power of intention. I'm keen on the idea that after we've expressed our gratitude, we could think of a guest to whom we're ready to say goodbye. One thing we'd like to leave behind in the old year. And then to flex that radical hospitality muscle, we could think of a guest we'd like to invite, one thing we'd like to bring into our lives. We clear out the old to make room for the new. One leaves, another arrives. The new year is a wonderful time to set intentions. So here are the fruits of the latest science of intention. One. Get clear about something you want and write it down. Two, share your intention with someone in a way that will supportively hold you accountable to taking action. Three, do something today to demonstrate your commitment to your intention. And four, Acknowledge that you did what you said you would, and then take that next step. Mr. Bulger, the legendary driver's ed teacher in our high school, taught us the acronym SMOG. D 
Do you know this? It stands for Signals, Mirrors, Over the Shoulder, Go. When you wanted to change lanes or turn, you were supposed to smog. Signal your intention, check your mirrors, look over your shoulder, and go. When I was reading some of the literature about the power of intention, I came across this piece by Steve Pavlina. Steve Pavlina, by the way, is the creator of the Million Dollar Experiment. Do you know about this? This is um, an experiment in using the power of intention to manifest a million dollars for every person who chooses to participate. You can check it out online. Um, it's completely free. And when you make your first million, remember that you heard about it here. Okay, so apparently Steve Pavlina's driver's ed teacher also taught smog, signal, mirrors, over the shoulder go, and he applied it to the power of intention. Note he writes that the first action, the S in smog, is to signal your intention to change lanes or turn. What do most people do? Mosg, M-O-S-G, mirrors, over the shoulder, signal, go. In other words, they first determine whether or not they can change lanes by looking for that opening. And if there's no opening, they wait. They speed up or slow down to find a spot. They're afraid if they signal first when there's no opening that no one will let them in. But the truth, he says, is that even if there isn't an opening, if you signal first, many drivers will allow you in an opening. And if you don't signal, they don't know you want to change lanes. So signal first. Okay, here's where the metaphor fails. Obviously, Steve Pavlina didn't learn to drive in Boston. <laughs> but I want to invite you to consider the possibility that when setting our intentions, when we signal, when we become available to change, and then gather our will and bring the force of it to that change, an opening will occur. Smog. Here's some more about the power of intention from Steve Pavlina. In addition to writing it down, sharing it to be accountable, demonstrating our commitment to it, and acknowledging our progress, he encourages us to spend each day thinking about our intention, memorize it, write it down, post it on a wall, write about it, recite it aloud, sing it, express it artistically, meditate about it, pray about it, visualize it happening. In other words, we can energize our intention and invite it into our lives. And one more thing, I think this is the lesson from Wendy's story. Stay on the lookout for synchronicities or coincidences. God's way of remaining anonymous. Stay alert for openings for which we didn't even think to signal. Dr. Wayne Dyer, known to his fans as the father of motivation, says of those openings, you don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. We begin with ourselves, with fine-tuning our lives so that we become instruments of intention and manifestation. Here at Arlington Street, we define ourselves with our mission, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. We cultivate love 
service, justice, peace. We love and serve to the ends of justice and peace. Let's remember that in every moment of every conversation about intention, as spiritual seekers, our first priority, our highest intention, is to live a life of spiritual integrity. Beloved spiritual companions, it's not what happens to us that determines our character. It's what we do with what happens to us that determines our character. May our funny bones be healed. May our guest house be a place of unconditional hospitality. And may we harness the power to say goodbye to some guests and welcome in others. As this new year dawns, let us share our intentions, signal, and watch for the opening that we create and for those we have yet to imagine. Love, service, justice, peace. We will attract what we are. <laughs>